You're listening to LaBeau's Life Lessons, where we believe that you can change if you truly want to. Listen and take notes from our dynamic host, LeBeau Colbert. You're sure to learn something you didn't know. Remember to follow and share this message with someone you love. Now, on to the show. To LeBeau's Life Lessons, today we are continuing the Red Flag series. And in the Red Flag series, we've been going over personality types, certain types of traits. We've talked about where these differences come from and uh, what we can do about it. And so today, we're going to continue along those lines. Last week, we got into the five, we started into the five personality types that come from childhood trauma. Now, just because I'm saying that some of these traits come from, can come from childhood trauma, it doesn't mean it's not inherited or genetic. And I wanna explain something because I was just talking to a lady online um, about something else that pertains to this. And when initial studies and research comes out, everybody's like, okay, boom, this is what it is. But the science community is not like that. It's always about getting closer and closer to a more accurate truth. So that means what you read 10 years ago, there's a little bit more information now, right? Because people are continuing the study and adding upon the research and now they're extrapolating and interpreting the data differently because now they have new information, right? And so when I say that these personality traits can come from childhood trauma, meaning the trauma you experience in your childhood, it does not mean that it's not also coming from hereditary. For instance, Maybe someone you know has not gone through a particular childhood trauma or abuse, but they still have the same traits as someone who does. And that would indicate that it was probably passed down. And what I was explaining to her is that there's things that occur in utero that are stress-related that causes a neurological development issue of fetuses within utero. And what she was having a hard time understanding, but based on what she had studied, is how is it that what I go through in my life impacts my child while they're forming, okay? And she, she thought that, okay, if a, if a child comes out a certain way, it's because it's passed down, right? It's passed down genetically. But what I've been seem to be explaining all week long this week is that nurture becomes nature, meaning what we go through environmentally in our society, culture, and upbringing eventually turns into neurological predisposition. What that means is if mom goes through abuse and trauma, the baby may come out with PTSD symptoms that the baby never went through, but because during the pregnancy, mom was stressed out, those chemicals affected their neurological development. So there's lots and lots and lots of research on this that have, to me, have satisfied that this is another way you can be traumatized. So everybody's thinking, oh, well, if, if I didn't go through it myself, then I don't see how this applies to me. No, if mom went through it and you, she was pregnant with you, um, she passed it on to you what she went through, even though you didn't go through. So if mom went through an abusive situation that, um, yes, nurture does become nature. Yes, study epigenetics or neurobiology um, so what mom goes through 
um, you don't have to go through it if she was pregnant with you. And it doesn't have to do with abuse only. It could be an injury or sickness mom goes through. Any type of stress or depression mom goes through. And maybe people think that I'm saying this to blame the mother for her child coming out with autism. First of all, I'm autistic and I'm a proud autistic. And the reason why I say that is because, yeah, I have my setbacks sometimes, but uh, I don't see that as an insult to my intelligence. I don't see it as something that makes me a bad person. A lot of these people out here, they think if, if you're talking about autism or any type of mental disorder, it's an insult. Oh, I'm not claiming that because I'm, that's not me and I'm intelligent. What does that have to do with anything? Do you know how many geniuses were autistic? are autistic, many of the people, billionaires that you're looking at on TV are autistic. How many people I meet in the corporate world that are autistic and they're a senior level? It's not an insult. So I really, I really actually get offended by people being mad that you're in, in, uh, assuming that you're assault, insulting them when it comes to autism. So today, aside from that, today we are going to talk about high-strung people. Now, a lot of the things that I'm going to say today, you're going to say, well, that sounds like a good trait to me, you know, because high-strung people have a lot of good traits, or let's say they have a lot of traits that can be used for good. I believe in using your traits for good. So um, even if it's something that seems like it's bad, flip it and turn it to your good. Use it for something else, right? But um, I'll try to give you the other side of it because this is a red flag series and sometimes dating and a high-strung high person can be intense. And we're gonna talk about those things and how it affects your relationship. Okay. All right. So let's see. Have you ever dated somebody who is high strung? In the comments, comment about your um, experiences, and I'm going to be. I'm going to be, hi there, Renaissance man. Um, I'm gonna be taking your comments. Okay, let's roll. All right. So before I actually tell you about the 26 traits of a high-strung person, 26 tra traits of high-strung people, I'm gonna give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Now, typically we call these people type A personalities. So for those of you who are familiar with that, you know what a type A personality is. So um, it's going to click quickly for you. But here's some characters and some other examples. Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada, High Strung. Um, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. High strung. Captain Kirk from Star Trek. High strung. Some people from the Bible that were high strung. Elijah, the prophet. David, King David. King Solomon. Now you can see the pattern, right? But I'm going to give you some little known insights into what it's like to deal with and live with a high strung personality type on a daily basis. Okay, and maybe you may decide, you know, mm, you know, as far as baggage goes, this isn't too bad, or you might decide, nah, I wouldn't click with that person. No, I'm not per girl. Thanks, piece to the puzzle. Somebody said, dating a high-strung person is exhausting. I can definitely... Uh, <laughs> 
I can definitely see how that's exhausting. Okay, let's get into these traits. 26 traits of high-strung people. Number one, they're very energetic. Very energetic. Um, they don't, they're not the type to lay, lay around and nap all day. So this person is probably going to be good with the kids because they have energy for them, right? They'll like to play, and they, they would be good for helping around the house, you know, cleaning, cooking, taking on chores and duties around the house. So, you know, you're not going to have to beg them to do any type of physical labor, right? Someone says they live with one. Someone else, someone says, my mother is high, strong, and narcissistic. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, number two, they're very moody, temperamental, intense, and passionate. Moody, temperamental, intense, and passionate. So, you know, I was just watching a movie the other day that I recommend. It is, uh, what was it called? Oh, gosh. But anyway, it had this character, and he was like, you know, the hunky guy or whatever, and he was so intense and so passionate. But, of course, he turned out to be a psycho, right? Um, that's what a lot of ladies love in a certain phase of their life. They like that moody temperamental bad boy type of intensity those are high strung people sometimes can be very difficult to deal with huh you, you she said i'm working on my phd and you describe somebody with um uh, describe some parts of hpd histrionic personality disorder right yes sometimes high strung can be histrionic Okay, number three, they can be a show-off at times. They like a little attention. So if you're a lot of um, celebrities are like this. So if you don't mind having a significant other, a romantic partner who, you know, they like to show off, they like to be a little, you know, in the limelight, you know, because some people, they don't like that. They, they like a more low-key laid-back type of person. They don't want to be with a person who knows everybody, who's the life of the party, who, you know, everybody's saying, oh, hey, you know. For, for some people, they feel like, you know, they don't want to be associated with somebody that is accessible to everyone, you know, public domain type of personality. Someone said you should do a review on Andrew Tate. You know, everybody else is doing a really good job of, of reading him. So, you know, I'll leave him to the sharks because he makes it very easy. Okay. Number four of the 26 traits of a high-strung person, they're perfectionists, which means they can be overly critical of themselves and others. Now, you may say, well, you know, being a perfectionist is good. And this is what I mean by taking a negative and turn it into a positive. Sometimes being a, perf a perfectionist can get in the way. It can paralyze you. There's a lot of authors who are perfectionists. They will be working on a book for 10 years before they release it. I'm starting to be a little bit like that as an author because I used to just turn out books, 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 books. And then I discontinued all of my books because I was just like, you know what? I just was spitting these books out, and I wasn't doing my best in writing. I had a lot of good things to say, but I wasn't the best writer, and I just wanted to get it done. Now I'm being a perfectionist. But anyway, that can, that can go both ways. It could be positive or negative. Being a perfectionist can mean that you do a really good job. You know, if you have one of those jobs that is a lot of attention to detail, being an executive, that's great for you. However, being a perfectionist can make you overcritical of yourself, which means sometimes, that's correct. Yes, yes, that is correct, uh, Valerie Gomez. Um, that is the personality type we're talking about, I-N-F-J. Um, I keep getting sidetracked. 
But this is how it can be a problem. If a person is overly critical of themselves, that means they can get down on themselves a lot, right? And if you're always dealing with the person you're with getting down on themselves, you got to keep talking them off the ledge. Keep, no, you're good, you're good, you're, you're great, you know, stop talking down yourself. They need lots of affirmation. That can be exhausting, like Rachel said in the comments, very exhausting. Um, and then they can turn that and be overly critical of you because a person who is um, a person who is high strung, um, they're all about elevation. They're all about getting better, evolving, 2.0. And sometimes that works against you when you're with a person and you're judging them by your personal standard. So if you're a type A and you're always trying to get the next promotion, you're trying to, to get your body even more fit, you're trying to just push it to the next level every time in every way, right? That's fine for you, but then when you put it on your spouse or your significant other and you're criticizing them because they aren't at that same level, that can be problematic. I'm not going to say that it's bad. I'm just going to say it's problematic. And I just want to also say this. I wanted to post this, but I didn't get a chance yet. I wanted to say that date within your own kind Somebody posted, and I reposted it the other day, when they were saying, date within your IQ level. And somebody took offense to me posting that, and it was like, you know, why don't you give people a chance? Why think like that? Why not try to get to know the person? It's fine to date, uh, to, to uh, befriend different types of people. But when I, when I tell you, if you want back-to-back -back fights, back-to-back -back problems, date or marry somebody whose IQ or interest in learning is down here and you're up here because y'all are not going to agree. You're not aligned. That yin and yang thing, no. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend yin and yang. Okay, date within your own kind. I always tell people to date within their core values. When you date uh, when, you, when you're so consumed with how hot somebody is and you're infatuated by them, it makes you think, oh, well, you know, we can work. These are minor issues. We can work through it. We can work through it. We can work through it. Then you're having back-to-back -back fights because at the core, you don't align. You don't align. And you're wondering why you have all of these problems because y'all are not alike. And I also will say this. Date according to your love language. Because if your love language is physical touch and their love language is affirmation, you're going to be touchy-touchy-feely-feely, and they're going to be like, why are you speaking words to me? Do you only love my body? Do you only want me for my body? Because people tend to love according to their own love language. So if I love words of affirmation, I'm going to give lots of words of affirmation. And if you love words of affirmation, you're going to receive that and you're going to give it back to me because we're aligned and we're giving each other what we need versus we're trying to love each other in its mixed match and we both are feeling unloved even though we both love each other and we just keep missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it. You know, let me go to the comments. They're talking about Myers-Briggs. I mean, someone's saying, <laughs> good advice, date someone who is, who is also high-strung. Let me put it this way. If, you, if you're high-strung, if you're admittedly high-strung, and you date somebody who is not, and they're the opposite of you, you're not going to be happy with them, and they are not going to be happy with you. Not in the long term. And somebody said over simple misunderstandings. Yes. It's just there's no peace about it when you're not 
align, you know? Someone says, but do you think it brings more competition to one another? Explain a little bit more. I say it a different way because I don't understand. Someone said, date within your standards of character, period, sis. Go get your PhD <laughs> and help the masses. Um, yes, unique. I'm trying to understand what you mean. Um, Someone said, I agree, but it is harder to find that truly compatible person. And I totally agree with you. I, I mean, I don't know what the, the climate is right now in the dating world. And I don't know if, you know, these apps test on different things. I think, what is it, eHarmony or Match, they test you but based on personality. Maybe go with one of them because there need to be some algorithms based on your Myers-Briggs and your love language. Someone says, that's what led to my divorce. Different levels of intelligence was off at the core. Yep. Someone said, because people barely know who they are yet, but rushing into agreements or arrangements. So true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone said, I don't want to do online dating. Yeah, I, you know, They say a lot of bad things about it, and I tend to agree, but I haven't studied it, but from what I've seen. Okay. All right, number five. Here's one good trait. They're naturally empathetic and concerned for others. And the thing about this, you may say, oh, that's such a good quality to be naturally empathetic and concerned, right? Okay. Well, if you are with a high-strung person, this means that they are going to be naturally empathetic and concerned about you. But see, it doesn't turn off. You get that? It doesn't turn off. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, I, but are you okay with someone being able to constantly reading you? They're constantly reading you. They're looking. It's kind of like a fight or flight and a lot of these people grow to be this empathetic because of a traumatic childhood where they learn to be on high alert, look for signs, 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 signs. So they're reading you because they're trying to make sure, are you good? Are you safe? What's up? What's going wrong? What are you not telling me? Do you get what I mean? So they're always going to be reading you, and then they're always going to be concerned like, how did this go? Are you sure? Is there anything I can do? Some of you really want that in your life. You've had the opposite. And I mean, try it out. Why not? Yes, yeah, somebody said, the Bible said, don't be unequal. And, you know, when you first read that, you think they're just talking about religion. <laughs> I think it's deeper than that. It's not just unequal with religion you can date within your same religion and could be completely incompatible and all the signs are there but sometimes when people are lonely they're rushing it because of their age they want to have kids they they're being pressured to settle down etc etc um or that person is just you know turning on all of the turn-ons you know physically they're ringing all the bells they're ready to jump into marriage you know, okay. Number six, they're very hardworking. Now, again, this is a red flag series, so you may say, what's wrong with being hardworking? These people can be workaholics. That means they wake up early in the morning, they're on it. They're hustlers by nature, okay? So then they're working late into the night, okay? So... Um, they're always about their work because they take a lot of pride in it and it has to be perfect or they cannot rest. So you see what I mean? The hard working thing is good because that means they're going to continue to elevate. They're going to bring your family higher. They're going to bring in more money, but at what cost to you? This is a person you're going to find yourself arguing with that they work too much, you see? Um, number seven. They're strategic goal setters. Another positive 
but it can be very rigid, very rigid. So, you know, they can be strategic uh, goal setters that always like to elevate themselves, like I was saying, but do they have to have a strict time schedule? They're inflexible. That's another thing you got to be concerned about, right? I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm a very strategic goal setter. And so if I have a goal, for instance, a, a fitness goal, I always will try to go to the gym. Um, it doesn't, but I'm flexible. It doesn't have to be at a certain time all the time, right? But I plan my day. You just have to, if you like this personality type, you just have to find somebody that's a little bit flexible because you don't want somebody that's very rigid about everything. That means they can't roll with the punches. They can't be spontaneous. They can't, um, you know, they can't adapt very well. Someone says, hard workers cut their life shorter from stress and it affects their health. It does. It also can, can um, cause people to be codependent on alcohol or something that makes them feel creative. Um, they can rely on substances a lot, okay? Not saying everybody is like that. Okay, number eight, they're intellectual thinkers. They love books, okay? Intellectual thinker loves books. This is going to be the person that loves to learn, loves to read, and they're going to want to talk about that. And if you don't, you're not into that, you're more of a like, you know, laid back type person. You rather, instead of reading books, you rather, um, you rather be out doing things, having fun. Um, you know what I mean? So some people say that the INFJ uh, personality type is high strung or type A. But there are other there are other Myers-Briggs personality types that also can be considered high-strung. There's this type and that type. So today the topic, if you're just coming in, is we're talking about the 26 traits of a high-strung person and what it's like to date them. Would you like to date somebody like this? I'm going into depth about what it's really like to live with them on a daily basis. Okay. So if you're not into reading and talking about intellectual talk, that's not going to be your type. I don't care. You know, and let me just say something, too. This yin and yang thing. Um, you see a lot of people who are more laid back being attracted to people who are more, um, how can I say, they are more sharp, they're more disciplined. You know, they, they like that about them. They're, they're focused. They like that about them. But it, it is nice to admire somebody from that, but would you want to live with them? That's the thing. Would you want to live with them? And as much as you might like and admire them, you may not be able to handle all of that intensity on a daily basis. Again, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Someone said, can a high-strung person find love? Of course they can find love. A high-strung person really needs to find balance in life. And saying the word balance to a high-strung person is like an insult. It's a, almost a dirty word to them because they don't want to hear that. They're, that's to you, you saying that to them, sis, is like you're saying, slow down, you're doing too much, you're obsessed right? But it's not always that, you know? And people say, th these high-strung people, they'll say, you know, well, look at Elon Musk. Look at all these people. You can be balanced or you can be successful. Which one do you want? Again, it's a personal choice, right? Number nine, they're very ambitious, purpose-driven, and visionary. Again, these are great qualities that can sometimes bite you in the butt if you're the spouse because they're very ambitious, so they're always charging forward. They're going to have that same expectation for you most of the time. They're very purpose-driven. Are you purpose-driven? If you're not, they're going to have a problem with you. They may even kind of look down on you because you're just like YOLOing you know, your life and 
um, you know, wing in your life and they're like, can you take things seriously? Like, what's your plan? You may not want that type of pressure on you in your household. So they're, they're, they're driving forward. They want you to drive forward with them. They're also visionaries. So this person is, they got plans. They, they want to do certain things and they want you to go there. And if you don't fit in the plan, if you don't fit in the plan, um, or if you don't want to go into that plan, you're going to have some major problems. Because if they see themselves somewhere, ultimately, and you got a problem with that, and you're like, nah, I don't really see that for myself, you got a problem sometimes. That may be a deal breaker for them, okay? <laughs> Somebody said, forget them, let them go. Number 10. They are usually loud speakers or confident public speakers. So sometimes uh, you can identify a type A personality by when they come in the room, they have this big, loud, strong voice. They command attention with their big, strong voice. You know, or maybe they're more reserved, very reserved and to themselves. But then when they get in front of people, they shine. They're like, boom, here's my confident personality. I could talk about anything in front of anybody. I have no anxiety. That is an example of a high-strung person. Someone says, today we're speaking about um, high-strung people and what it's like to date them and live with them. Um, number 11, they like to be impress impressive. They like to be impressive. Okay, sometimes through fashion and clothing, but they just like to be impressive in general. So, for instance, um, this personality type will always have some type of way they are being impressive. Um, it could be just their intellect. If it's not the if it's not their intellect, it's their wealth. If it's not their wealth, it's their fame. Is there prestige? If it's not any of those things, it's the way they dress. If it's not that, it's how they do their hair or their makeup. They're always impressing in some type of way because they are that perfectionist personality type. So they like to make a good impression that's very important to them. Someone said, I do that with anxiety. Hmm. Um, number 12, they're usually fit, healthy, or they at least care about their body, right? They're usually fit or healthy, or they take care of their body, or they are, um, they're concerned about what they're putting into their body or how their body is treated. So, you know, they're not going to be heavy smokers. They're not going to be heavy drinkers typically, right? Or if they smoke, they still eat well. Or if they don't eat well, they still go to the gym often. Or they go to the gym often, but they're, lax, they're uh, more relaxed with their nutrition. But some kind of way, they, have, they all have this concern about their physical health, okay, and how they look. Um, number 13, they're usually attractive or well-groomed. And this is the thing about this type of personality. They may not naturally be traditionally attractive, but they make themselves attractive. Have you ever seen those like those influencers on Instagram or on t on TikTok, and they're not traditional beauties or traditional handsome guys, right? But they still are very well groomed, very well kept. They're always together. That's a personality type as well. Um, number 14, they're not timid or overly self-conscious. And that's a good trait. The only time it becomes a problem that I've seen is when they expect you to be that way because they're that way. So for instance, if they're full of confidence and self-assurance, they kind of look down on people who are not that way. They kind of like, they're like, what's your problem? Why are you stressing over that? Like, oh, that's so, that's so ridiculous. Why do you have anxiety over that? That's stupid, right? They can be that way because to them it doesn't make sense 
to be self-conscious, right? If they are self-conscious, they quickly do something about it. They don't like the feeling of feeling insecure, so they usually like build up whatever weakness they have. If they have a weakness in their physical, they're, they're building that up. If they have a weakness in their you know, professional career, they hurry up and build that up because the feeling of being insecure and timid is too uncomfortable to bear. So when they see other people being that way, they're like, come on, you got to get your act together. You need to do this. You need to do that. They like to inspire and motivate people. Today we're talking about what it's like to live with and date high-strung people. We're talking about 26 traits. And this episode will be available later on. It's going to be on YouTube, and it's going to be on all the um, platforms for um, you know, podcast, then you can also go to LeBeau's Life Lessons and it's going to be there. LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com. Okay, number 15, they're alert, responsive. They can think on their feet. Alert, responsive, think on their feet. Those are great traits, except for, again, <laughs> there's always, when it comes, I see with, with high-strung people, there's always another side to the coin because they're alert, they're responsive, they're quick on their feet. They expect you to be like that. So they're like, uh, y'all can't be playing with my time. Uh-uh, uh-uh. See, I'm, I'm telling them right now I'm not coming. Because, see, if they, were really, if they really wanted to do this, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be five minutes late. So, uh-uh, nope, I'm gone. Bye. Don't play with my time. Do you see? So they, they have a low tolerance for anything that's opposite of them. You get that? They have a low tolerance of that. Um, number 16, very sensitive, very intuitive, but still very good at hiding their true emotions. Now here, that's, this is the kind of like a dark side, okay? Because these people are very in control of their emotions, usually if they don't have some type of comorbid anger issue underlining, okay? They may not like you at all, but they can be in control of what you think they feel. So these are the types of, of people that, you know, they'll keep it completely professional, completely covert, but you will never know that they don't like you, you see? Because if it doesn't serve them, for you to know that, they're just going to keep that to themselves. See, some of y'all, y'all like, uh, I, I'm going to be real with you because I don't like you like that, you know. But not these people. And so that's where it may be an issue, especially when it comes to dating. Oh, my gosh. If, if that, you could be completely blindsided by them saying, you know what, I'm out. You could be completely blindsided. And then another thing is when you're working for them or working, they're working for you. If you have a high-strung person working for you, they could very well not like you at all, and, um, but they're never going to let you know that. Okay? Um, let's see. Number 17 out of the 26 traits of high-strung people. They love adventure. They love being spontaneous, and they're fun to be around. So they love adventure. They love fun and spontaneity. So this is a person that is going to be great at dating, great at dating, and it's never going to run out. Like it, it, There's never going to be, like even 10 years later, they're still going to want to go out and do things, trips, you know, hiking, fishing. They want to do something new because they have a lot of the, that energy. They're not going to be a big fan of go out and eat the movies. Go out and eat the movies. Out, eat, movies. Sit, 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 sit. Because some people date like that. Sit and eat, sit and eat, sit and eat. They don't like that. So they want to be doing something and learning something new. Okay? So if you like that, this is a good person to be with. But if you are the type that, that likes to have like a casual type, always sit down, they're going to be like, come on, this is boring. This is boring. I want to go out and do something, right? Okay. Number 18, 
They are willing to speak up and speak out. Willing to speak up and speak out. Now you may say, well, how is that a bad thing? It's because you, you, they can get you in trouble. <laughs> and anytime, if they have a problem, they're going to tell you about it. They're going to tell you. They may not tell you, I'm fed up. But they're going to tell you if something is not cool. And you may say, you know, this person always has some kind of issue. They're always complaining. They're always, you know, they always, they're never satisfied, right? Um, but how this can get you in trouble is, you know, like I said, they are reserved and they're, they hide their emotions well. But, you know, they're going to be strong advocates. They're going to be Black Lives Matter, they're going to be rights for this person, rights for that. They're going to be those people who really feel passionate about this thing, and they're going to speak out on it. And you may not want all of that attention into your life because you're married to them. You know, um, if they are a very strong advocate or some, of something, like a political view or something like that, um, or any type of view, you being the spouse may not, you may feel the same, but you're not going to be that vocal about it. But now you got the backlash, too, because you're married to them. So that can be problematic for some people. That's why I say be aligned. Stay within your own kind. Then you can avoid these issues. Um, number 19, they often speak of the future. They, remember I said they're a visionary. So they like to talk about future plans. I want to do this. Well, how can we get to this or that? Okay. So that's one way you can identify them. Number 20, open about their personal life, but they still are private, only have a few close friends. They only have a few close friends. So they don't mess with everybody. They don't want everybody having a piece of their energy. They don't want to be involved in everything. They don't want to go to everything that they're involved, uh, invited to. So you may be the sociable, you know, social butterfly, and, and you want to go out and you want to be around this person and that person and this event and that event, loud crowds, all of that good stuff. But to them, they're like, mm, you know, that's, uh-uh. You know, that's not my style. That's not my scene. So that's another way you're, if you're misaligned. Because if you like to go out to have, you know, you like to go to clubs, you like to go to games, you like to go to, you know, these types of things, they're going to be more reserved, laid back. Nah, you go, I'll stay home. You know, and that can be problematic. Um, but also they are private. So... That's one thing about them. They, they are private in certain ways about their relationship, and sometimes that can be good. Uh, let's see. Number 21, they love to talk about a lot of things they've learned. They love to talk about a lot of things they learned. This is a big conversationalist, and they're going to love being with somebody who can carry on good conversation. If you're not much of a talker, you may want to exit left because this is not going to work on a daily basis. They're going to want to, you know, have somebody that they can, give, they can get feedback from and bounce ideas off of. And if you're not that type of person naturally, you don't want to be with somebody like that. Um, let's see. They're usually a great storyteller. Somebody said, I feel like I'm being read like a book. <laughs> Uh, they're usually a great storyteller. So when they do open up, they can enamor people. They can catch their attention. Like they can mesmerize people with their great storytelling capabilities. You know, they may exaggerate a little bit here and, you know, and make their words very colorful. And, again, this is a great quality to me. But um, this is a great quality to me, but you may not like a person who is always getting attention because you feel uncomfortable with that. I don't know, maybe you guys answer me in the comments. What do you think about being with somebody who is always in the spotlight? Like everywhere they go, they are known, they are spotlight people. Even if they're not a celebrity or anything like that, they're kind of a mini celebrity. Like they're just well known, local celebrity maybe. Um, someone said, can we talk about standards? Elaborate, let me know what, what you mean. 
Somebody said, nope, they couldn't do it. Can't do it. They can't do it. Hmm. Somebody said, that can be stressful for an introverted partner. That's right. If you're introverted, high strong is not the way to go, boo. Now, you may say, you know, you can look at a, a, a high strong person and still see some introversion. Remember, they're still private. They're still reserved. But see, they're a private. Oh, how can I use an example of this? They're like a private person that not everybody has access to, but it's still topic of conversation. Still, if they walk in the room, everybody's going to know who they are or want to talk to them. Somebody said, friend tears. Um, somebody said, I want to know what standards women have for access to them. Well, today we're talking about high, strong people. So today, that's not the topic, but that is a good topic. Um suggestion talking about standards that's actually very good i should talk about that one day when we have time but we're wrapping up now um number 23 easily excitable about good fortune easily excitable about good fortune so when they get a win they want to celebrate you know something good happens they want to tell the world they're very excitable about good news number 24 easily recovers from mistakes or setbacks so this, to me, is a good quality, right? Um, I don't see any way that this goes wrong. They're like, they're roll with the punches type of person when it comes to setbacks. They can't sit back and be down for long. They have to hurry up and get up. And this is a good quality for a man to have because you don't want to be parenting with a man that stays down like if he can't pick himself back up and start moving and getting out there and hustling again right um or if something bad happens in the family you don't want somebody that's like completely down for the count they can't get back up they can't get over their depression um this is a good quality to have resilience right um let's see number 25 we're almost done number 25 they move on things quickly they don't like to procrastinate now, you may say, well, why is that a red flag? A person who moves on things quickly and they don't like to procrastinate sometimes can be a little presumptive, presumptuous. They can be the type of person who doesn't do their due diligence before they leap into something. You know, again, high-strung people are very passionate. That means they can jump in and out of relationships very quickly. They can also make a lot of decisions with their money. They can be, yes, impulsive. So that's why, you know, if you're entangled your money with a high-strung person, you know, they're going to be passionate about whatever they're doing. If they want to get into cryptocurrency, they're going to be passionate about it, and they're going to want to throw y'all's money to it. Do you get what I mean? Y'all's money. They're gonna, <laughs> if they have access, it's ours, our money. They're going to feel like very strong, very intensely about it. This is the right move. I really feel good about this. And then business investments and all of that, and it may not work out, you know, because they didn't really do their research. And that can be very problematic. And finally, number 26 is... Uh, usually, they aren't poor. They usually have a high position, and they usually have some type of notoriety. So this isn't a bad thing, um, again, unless you're an introvert, right? If you go out somewhere, you know, I don't know, if you go out to somewhere and everybody knows your spouse, everybody's talking in the opposite sex and everybody, they just draw people, right? People are drawn to them. That can be problematic for you, right? Okay, so we have three more personalities to go through, personalities types. Um, what do you think about this? Would you like to date someone who is high-strung? Would you mind being married to a high-strung person? Is this, an, this something you like? You know, they don't sound too bad compared to the immature person that we talked about last week. Somebody said, do you think they can be gullible with new ideas? 
if they have the personality, um, I wouldn't say gullible, but what I would say is this person wants to succeed. This person wants to go to the next level. This person wants to move on things quickly. This can be a recipe for them falling for a scam. But at the same time, if they have more of the I do my due diligence outweighing that, they may halt. Because not every high, strong person is running out there falling for everything. See, these a lot of people who are, I'm just going to say this, they have lazy mentality. They want things fast. They want fast money. And if you're promising them fast and easy money, they'll jump on it, right? Um, because they don't really want to work. They just want the benefit. And that is a lot of people's downfalls. And they're going to have to learn from that. Okay, guys. So next time we're going to continue this um, series. We're going to talk about another personality type. I'm, I'm trying to decide which one I'm going to do next. And uh, this is all going to be available soon on YouTube and on all the streaming platforms, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. It's even on Audible now, which I absolutely love. So I will see you guys next time. Remember, you can, you can change if you really want to. I had to remember my own slogan. And I will see you guys. Somebody asked, is being high strong relative to being a thrill seeker? Like, are they usually related? Um, it can be because they're adventure seekers, but not all of them are that to that extreme level. That's actually part of a kind of like a, a personality disorder. But we can talk about that another time. See y'all later. Bye. Thanks for hanging in.